This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Pam. Jeff, how are y'all? Man, I am. I'm doing wonderful. Good for you. Good for you. How about you, Pam? Yeah, it's good. Listen, I took my dogs for a walk this morning, and I didn't sweat. And it's August in Mississippi. This is awesome. Really? I, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even know. Java, you were saying yes. That's a that was a big thing this morning for you too. Yeah, today's um, morning time temperature was not in the 90s, so well, it, was yeah. a good, it was a good day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to Mississippi. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Jeff, what are you working on today? Well, um, we have uh, picked up some new, some new projects, which are nice. Um, we've got a pretty unique situation going on in Northeast Jackson to where we're uh, taking an existing deck that is in very poor condition Mm -hmm. and we're coming off the house with a brand new screen. Um, I call them uh, uh, like a a Florida room or something, but it's not, it's not heated and cooled. It's just screen. And uh, And does it require wicker furniture? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to do some exposed rafters and stuff. It's a, it's a neat little project and you know, it's, it's fun to do something different from time to time instead of the same old, you know, thing all the time. I can so. always tell when you get a different project because it is definitely what's on your mind. I remember, I remember, I forget how long ago it was, but uh, I think all of us followed with bated breath what you're going to say next about the pool project when you're building the oh, pool okay. house. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so Pam, what what have you gotten mixed up in this week? Well, I was called demented because I got so excited <laughs> about this horrible situation. Uh, so, Jeff, here you go. What do you get when you combine an old house, an oversized air conditioning system, and ductwork that was not sealed? Oh, boy. Um, you get microbial growth. Oh boy, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. you opened up the closets and the ceilings were all green and fuzzy. Oh, nice. And it was, I just, you know, and so the client, I worked with them a couple of years ago to buy a house and they hired a company come in and put in an air conditioning system. And I asked her, I said, well, send me the receipts. I want to see what they said they were going to do. Right. They were going to put in a system, put rigid. What does rigid mean? Rigid. You can't bend it. (laughs) You can't bend it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. Now, there's a difference between rigid and flex. Right. And you just kind of, you go with that adjective and it kind of gives you an idea of what you should have an expectation for. So, rigid insulated ducting all sealed that was on 
the receipt. Ah, so they never sealed the ducting. Well, they put in a unit that was a ton too big. Uh-huh. And then I go over there, and I had on my um, respirator. Uh-huh. I was cussing like a sailor when I got up in that attic. I was so mad. Do what you say you're going to do. If oh. you say you're going to seal it, seal it. Okay. <laughs> I reached over. And I took my hand and I just, and I squeezed that insulation on that ductwork and it just poured Uh, water, poured. Well, I could have filled three water bottles up in one location. Wow. It was so frustrating. You know, it just, but you know what I have to go back and say is that, you know what that does? It keeps me in business. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Because I get the phone call to go over there and then try to help these folks. And I really had to, um, I'm, it's going to be an interesting project because we're going to have to go back on the contractor or the company and tell them. And then there was a bunch of flex out there. They Ooh. put in a metal supply with all this flex stuff and none of the flex was sealed either. And it wasn't strapped up and it was all crimped up and I tell you what, you know what, this reminds me of a, a, a good point to make on this show. Every time you try to negotiate your price down with your contractor, if you're beating up on them, just remember that. They're going into places where you don't see a lot. Uh, and if they've got to cut corners because you've beat them up on the price so hard, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that's the contractor's fault. I mean, the, uh, the homeowner's fault at all. Uh, uh, the the contractor, if they said they did it, they should have done it. But but you know that's just that's horrible. What what uh, are, are, is there any restitution for that kind of person? Well, it's just it's going to be interesting. We're on the front end of it, and um, I'm still working with them. We did some uh, air samples to see how bad the um, microbial growth is. Right. <laughs> So we should have those back in a couple of days. In the meantime, I've written up a report, and I took those receipts and checked everything to see. Now, what did they – and they had given them all these different bids, and they paid the higher price hmm. for the rigid. And and then this is something that, that I see a lot, especially in older houses. You have to remember, and Jeff works in these all the time, older houses may not – have been designed for the type of air conditioning that we have today. Right. So you come in to an older system. It would be like, you know, I'm old. So you put something new on me, and I don't know how. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, so, okay. My system's got to get used to that. Well, okay, so that establishes... Is, is How many times have you seen mold at that level in a home? Um, unfortunately, in older houses, Mm -hmm. we'll see it because they will put a new system in with old ductwork that's not sealed up. Right. And I remember the first time I ever saw it, it was actually for a newscaster, sportscaster here. It's been about 15 years ago, and he called. And I knew when I walked in the house (laughs) what the problem was because, and you, if you have mold spots in your ceiling. Mm Mm-hmm that line up with your registers, with your air conditioners, air conditioning registers, 
then your ductwork's leaking. <laughs> okay. All right. It's raining. It's it, and that's what whenever I got up in this attic, it was raining. There was water just pouring off the ductwork. So it, you know, I think wow. the solution. I think there's an easy solution. It's just frustrating that you have to do that after having installed it three years ago. Right. Right. Beware. Uh, beware with your contractors. Make sure to check their references. Jeff always says, call the people they most recently worked with or are working with. Well, and something else that I recommend, um, if you're going to spend that much money on a, putting a system in, why not have a home inspector come in and check it before you give them the last payment? That, that makes sense. You know what? That makes sense. Um, okay. So let's let's move on to, uh, we were going to talk about decks today, um, but uh, let's take a break real quick, Java. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the uh, decks that we're going to get to. We, uh, a lot of folks redoing their deck right now because the weather has gotten, well, it's going to be getting decent enough to go out on a deck. So uh, we'll get to that. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk more about your home improvement projects and talk about making your backyard more inviting. Stay tuned. If you've got a question and want to join in the show, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest, uh, uh, well, you know what? The uh, the summer is dragging on, and uh, believe it or not, it is the perfect time to clean and seal your deck. Some of the things that we've got going on, you know, we've got a... Uh, it's something that I worked on this weekend that I told Java, I sent a picture of him. A friend brought a chair over that the leg had been broken. It was just like a, uh, a, a, a kind of an older, almost antique, uh, say, kitchen chair for a table, all wood. Um, and someone brought it over. The, the, the leg had broken off, and you could see inside uh, this crack to the broken dowels that brought the leg into the rest of the chair. So um, believe it or not, you can go to the store and pick up a kit. There's actually a kit to fix this that comes with all of the dowels that you'll need. It comes with the exact um, uh, drill bit that you need for the proper size of the dowel. And it even gives you like this little collar thing that it will only allow you to drill in so far, so you won't put a big old hole in your in your chair. But you just drill out the previous. Um, you, you can you can uh, 
drill out where the previous ones broke and make a new pretty hole and then put the new dowel in there with a little glue and you're 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 set to go uh you jo- you join the two things together and all of a sudden you've got a chair again it's just as strong as it was when when it went together the first time if you make sure to put glue on all the pieces you're in good shape but it was a, it was a repair that you could do the kit i think was maybe i don't know eight dollars um, but it's something that if you've got a broken piece of furniture, look and see how that furniture was put together. You might be surprised with your ability to put it back together yourself. So anyway, if you've got a call, if you've got a question, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Wanted to mention the podcast. Uh, Java has mentioned to me recently, our podcast has done great, uh, uh, near 100,000 downloads and, and, and continuing to grow. Keep going with that and uh, keep downloading MPB Think Radio podcast. One thing I wanted to get to was an email real quick. Hi there, guys. My property border cinder block wall is being pushed over by parasol tree roots. I'm excavating the roots to the uh, uh, to the now cut down trees to remove pressure on the wall, which is leaning as much as 13 degrees. Jeff, this sounds like one for you. Once the roots are removed, how do I move the wall back to plumb? Or do I have to tear it down and start over? Um, I don't think you're going to move that wall without tearing it up. Really? I really don't. But now I think there's something else going on. Um, I agree with the statement that the parasol tree roots are probably pushing on that tree a little bit. I mean, on that retaining wall. But it also sounds to me like there may not be any drainage. Um, think about think about this wall. You're holding back all the earth. Well, inside that is also a lot of water pressure. And if there are not drains designed at the bottom of that retaining wall, that water is also pushing on that wall. Right. So there's so you don't feel like even getting a big equipment out there will do much help. Well, yeah, but I mean, picture a concrete wall. When you push on it, it's it's most likely going going to break. Yeah, crumble. And just pushing it back, you're you're not doing anything. Um, You you, it's got to be dug out. Have the proper footing for your retaining wall. it's really something that, that you should have um, a qualified contractor look at. And I, I would hire a, a engineer to, to make sure when I build this thing back right, it's, it's, going to, uh, it's going to perform. Depending on the situation, there is a product called uh, Ready Rock. Um, Ready Rock, Google what does it do? Yeah, yeah. Ready Rock is an amazing retaining wall solution. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to Google that and find out a little bit more. Um, and uh, what have, what do you think? Have you ever seen a uh, a thing like this, Pam, where that retaining wall is pushed out to a point of no return? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was fascinated with uh, Jeff's answer there because that's the thing that I don't think folks understand the purpose of the retaining wall. 
And um, because it, it really is about the water that's behind that. Jeff, Jeff is just point on. And if you don't have the correct drainage, it will um, it will push that thing. A, a correct retaining wall would have some type of a tie back that's going to go back into the earth to hold it plumb. Oh, wow. And, and correct drainage. I and remember. I see them failing all the time because they just weren't done right to begin with okay all right so uh let's go to the phone real quick kathleen's on the line in osaka and you're you're buying chairs from a flea market kathleen no anyone that listened to you just now can prepare a chair i'm giving them a couple of tips on when you look for furniture in these markets or garage sales or, or whatever especially chairs if they're old and black because of the age of the finish and they wiggle you can repair that because that's made with horsehair um, horse glue. And it takes a little bit of stripper, but you can take them out and do just what you said, Jason, and flip the chair over and look for new paint and nails. That means the chair has been repaired incorrectly. Now, if you're willing to take it on, that's easy to fix. Time-consuming? Yes. Tedious? Yes. But you may have a rare find that you want to take that time to do. But you can repair these old chairs. Just take pictures, like you said many a time, how you take it apart, put tape around them, and number the tape. Right. Right on for good sales, because I had picked up two ladderback chairs, mid-1800s, that had been painted an awful shade of green. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But flipped them over, Figured out what to do, had them re, repainted, uh, stripped, repainted, and rewoven, and sold the two for a pair for a nice little profit. And I got the chairs for ten dollars a piece, by the way. Well, and someone out there in the world got chairs that they can't go buy uh, at, a, at a store, so that's pretty cool, you know. Well, Jason, I listen to y'all all the time, and I'm I'm still listening. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Kathleen. We appreciate you. Let's uh, keep on going. Bonnie is out there on the road, and uh, she says she has lots of repairs needed. What's going on, Bonnie? Well, I'll just start when it first happened. Uh, I think I started having a foundation problem because my neighbors had uh, water flooding out of his yard into my yard, and I didn't realize it until I thought he had a big leak. But anyhow, now my house is like leaning a little, you know, the foundation is not solid. Uh-huh. And I, uh, it's starting to get mold in it because of the dampness from any kind of water. I tell those little dampened things that you can buy to suck up water. I can go through, say, 10 of those in less than a week because of moisture coming into the house. <laughs> And it's just hard to find reliable people. My ceiling is falling down because of the house is shifting. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, and also the air conditioning unit, I think, which I was talking about upstairs, uh, has uh, caused uh, mold to be in the ceiling hmm. to the room. So I need to find some reliable help that when they correct the problem, I'll be able to call them and when it's not working. Ooh, have I got what you need. We have so got what you need. Um, What you're talking about, uh, now you have to remember this. You're talking about 
a licensed pro, okay, is what you're talking about. In other words, if you hire the handyman from your local church, uh, which all of us have done here and there once in a while, that's great to fix the occasional thing. But if you've got those major issues going on, you need someone with a license in their hand. The reason why that license matters, and Jeff, uh, you can certainly back me up on this, is that um, if if you do have an issue after the contractor has left the property and everything else, you can call them and say, hey, uh, this thing is not working out. Maybe it was whatever it was, but can you come check it out? Uh, the handyman that you had over there, you had him for just as long as they were over there, you know? Right, right. And, and two, th- this is something to think about. It is Mississippi state law that if the remodel project is over $10,000, you must be licensed. So, it, you know, the, the consumer, the consumer plays a big role in this fight against non-licensed contractors in the state of Mississippi and we need we need the consumer's help. We we've, we've been fighting this for years and I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but when the when the when the homeowner hires a non-licensed contractor, yes, sir. it hurts the entire industry. It really does, and and I'll say this, and, and like I said, if you've got the if you've got a, a local friend or neighbor that comes over and helps you replace the 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 toilet paper holder, so be it, you know. But um, right, and exactly. and there, DIY, this whole a- show is about DIY and you you doing things yourself, learning and doing. But when you get into these things like, hey, my ceiling's falling down because of mold, we're we're in a much different place than the weekend DIY or weekend warrior, you know. That's uh, that, that's right. Now, now I don't I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I just said. You can do anything within your homeowners association and local permitting laws and all that kind of stuff. But you can do anything that you want to your own property. You just can't come to mine and do it without a license. Right. Okay, Bonnie. <laughs> I'm going to give you a place to start. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay I'm a- the place to start, I'm just going to say these letters, and you can remember this. It's M-S-B-O-C dot U-S. And that's Mississippi State Board of Contractors dot U-S. Also, we have a, a, you can go to M-H-I dot, what is that, gov? Uh, do you know that one, Jeff? M-H-I? Oh, gosh. You know what? I should. I'm embarrassed. It's either. I don't. I'm either actually a, on that board. So, okay. Um, um, just, 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 just Google it. It's Mississippi Housing Institute. Right. There you go. Mississippi Housing Institute is a great place to look for licensed, you know, contractors. Mississippi State Board of Contractors. And another is your local home builders association. You can't get into those things if you're not licensed. So uh, you can always check out those. And 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 those are some good places to to find someone. But let me say, Bonnie, the the kind of issues that you're talking about in your home, uh, those kind of issues take homes down, and and you need to get a pro. Yeah, I found that. Um, I found the website. It is cpbms.com. So uh, certified professional. That- 
builder. Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's a different deal, Pam. Than oh, the, okay, sorry. Which is it's it's equally as important. We we also oversee the CPBs, but you go through Mississippi Housing Institute to get your CPB uh, designation. Wow. Okay. That was a lot in depth. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move on. Thanks. We've got another question here. Do we need to take a break? Nah, let's do it. Let's do another email here. Okay. I've broken a double hung vinyl window. How do I get this fixed? Is this a DIY project? Thanks, Van. Uh, well, I, I have I, I have myself uh, uh, replaced a, a a window, a double hung window, vinyl. Personally, I actually I took an aluminum out and put a, a, a vinyl in. And this is it is not something I would say is easy, but it's definitely um, doable. I, I was surprised because, believe it or not, the window that you're accustomed to, if you don't have like older older wooden windows, your windows are most likely just, it's all one piece encased, right? So it, it literally screws to the wall. The whole thing just screws to the wall most of the time, you know, uh, and then, and you can unscrew them and put them back in there. But, you know, it's, it's not for the light. Hearted, you need to you know read up on some YouTube videos, but you can do it. Most definitely, Jason. Now, especially if it is just let, let's say the you broke the bottom sash mm-hmm. and 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 you want to replace that. If you know the window manufacturer, most of the time you can get a hold of that distributor, get them to order you a new sash. The window frame actually stays in place, and huh. you simply remove the sash and put a new one in. So, oh wow, okay. So, so it's possible not to have to remove the whole thing. You can just replace the sash. It, that's right. It depends on what part of that window is is damaged. Right, Pam. You've done a lot of uh, DIY stuff over the years. You ever replace windows? No, but I've talked with, um, we call out those uh, broken seals and cracked windows all the time. And Jeff is right. If, you, if you've if you got the manufacturer, you can just get the new panel and put the new panel in. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. So, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for another break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to look up and talk about... Well, no, you know it. Let's just stay on the whole deck thing here. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein. I didn't, I can't even say my name right this morning. <laughs> I'm just off. Okay, uh, I, I am Jason Klein. I'm going to read the page here. Maybe I'll get it right. Here with Pam Pibas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast, which... It's doing pretty well right now, as a matter of fact. So uh, uh, check that out. You can you can get it on any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So we were talking uh, or we've been trying to talk about some of the outside stuff that we're going to do. Let's finally get to that. So we're talking deck and and staining. We had someone uh, send in some pictures this week, just fantastic pictures where they had redone their deck. And and it was a really really amazing uh, transformation of this deck. It kind of it kind of like uh, knock your socks off. It's real pretty. So, but they were using a particular product, and uh, they did send that in. I don't know. Should we say what that product is? That was another Rustoleum product, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to say it was in the Rustoleum family. But they absolutely loved it, and the pictures, the before and after, or what it looked like. I, Java even mentioned, man, I think that might be a picture from the company website or something because it looked so good. It looked as <laughs> as though they had published it. Anyway, uh, you can do a lot of good on your deck if you'll use some of these things that will that will hold it together nicely. Uh, and and what I mean is. Uh, if you've come across uh, different types of decking, now we, on this show, Jeff, you've mentioned several times uh, a type of almost synthetic decking uh, that you recommend. Yep, yep, I do. I like it. Um, it's a composite material. There's several different manufacturers out there, so you know, do your do do your homework on it, and. Um, but um, it's it it lasts forever, in, in my opinion. And uh, in fact, if you ever go to Yellowstone, you will um, notice that all of the um, walkways in Yellowstone are built out of a composite material. Huh. So, That's interesting. OK, I guess they have so much uh, uh, weather I guess that's a good thing. I've been to. I know. I've, I know. Down on the coast, uh, you can find several of the walkways through dunes in onto the beach have that kind of uh, uh, flooring on them. They used to be really beat up wood for the longest time, and of course, you're walking across it in bare feet trying to get to the beach. So that was never any good. What, what type of material, Pam, would you like to use if you did a deck? Well. I just want to make sure it's built structurally correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I, yellow pine will be fine. Just uh, structurally correct. Just, you know, use the right materials, flash it. That's probably, we do a lot of deck. We inspect decks when we inspect the houses. And I can't tell you, I more times than not, I just see it not done right. You know, because you have your friends over on the weekend, give them a couple of beers, and you're going to build you a deck. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how that goes down, Pam. Yeah, yeah, and so they're out now, there, and there's not now, a joist hanger or a screw or any flashing in sight. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to discourage the, the homeowner from building a deck because it's fun, but just do your homework on it. 
they can be very rewarding and and obviously you will save some money if you can you know get some free labor but, well and, uh, and it, let me it's, it's they're, they're not that hard to build no they're let me advise build, and i'm actually headed up um I, my vacation this year which got canceled i was going to go to canada and they don't particularly want any americans up there right, right now so i had to cancel that so what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to drive up to a friend's house in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and we're going to have a ladies build on a deck. Okay. So we have already designed it, put all the materials together, priced everything out, and she's going to have it delivered to her house. No way. And we're going to spend the weekend you know, and I and I stressed. I said I only want ladies there. It's going right. to be the ladies' bill. Now, see, Pam, well, hey, you've lost me hey, here because. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, Pam. Unless you priced it out thirty minutes ago, you better price it again because it's going up hourly. Wow. I know, and I told her that. I was like, you may want to go ahead and uh, get your stuff. <laughs> right, purchase now if you can you get need it. To. Yeah, Seriously, if you can get it. Uh, we. We are purchasing framing packages uh, probably two weeks before we need them um, just to, to beat this price increase. Wow. Uh, I just I just got a, a text message from a builder buddy of mine in Tupelo. 3,000 square foot house framing package is up $11,000. Wow. That'll so, definitely go straight to the bottom line. Well, There's nowhere else for it to go. Recoup that, you know that 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 money is is gone. You you are not going to recoup that on the sale of that of that house. Yeah, because the it's it's still worth what it's worth. That's right. Regardless That's right. of what you put in it. That's right. Okay. So, uh, you can call us eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Bert's on the line and Flowood. What's going on, Bert? A uh, couple things. Uh, first of which, I see what Jeff did just there. What's that? He he uh, talked about the DIY over a few beers deck. Yes, he said that's how it all falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, as as Pam was was describing her incredible planning of her deck, uh, as as a person who built my own deck in my backyard over a couple of beers, I can say, uh, n- number one, each day I wish I had planned it a little better. But <laughs> number two, Pam, you're missing the experience of of the beers doing the deck. You know, I mean, you're you're missing the experience of what are these three screws for? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, but I'm not gonna miss the experience of the beer now. Oh, okay, okay, plane. yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> All right, so Bert, well, what's going I, on? I just tuned in on 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 the tail end of y'all's uh, window sash segment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you were saying. I guess depending upon the age of the windows, you make it get them uh, warranted or something. But as far as replacing just the sash, I'm pretty sure it was the Venable location in Ridgeland. They had a tech come out and replaced uh, panes uh, in in individual. I think it's called the sashes, the little two two pane uh, cassette thing. They did it. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily well, a manufacturer. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
that's a total different deal. You're talking about a, it's called a TDL, true divided light. So a TDL window is um, where they actually putty glaze that non-insulated glass into that wood window. Ooh. Yes. Uh, well, I, I'm talking about a vinyl window that has a sash and it's got one piece of glass in it. If that particular sash is broken and you can find the manufacturer, nine times out of ten, you can simply order a new sash. Okay. okay. Well, this was this was a vinyl window, but it was possibly that TDL. Well, I do um, I do want to say, Bert, right. that you make a good point that when you, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about particular uh, sellers and sure. or, or retailers, but I am saying that you know if you do shop windows, uh, service is a thing to shop when you're talking windows. And and the local, a lot of times the local person you buy from can be the the service expert that you use, depending on the contract that you get. Well, we had the windows quoted at replacing. Uh, I think it was about five hundred per, mm-hmm. and to replace one, you know, the bottom of it bottom top situation uh was about a hundred bucks so big big savings okay um, there. Deal. That's right. my question yep. is I'm, i need to replace uh an attic exhaust fan um i think they're about 55 60 bucks at big box do you ever get these things rewound for less than that or is that too small a motor to worry with well, you know, we've talked about that on the show a couple of times, and to be honest with you, you've called the one show with two people with uh, that that are certified contractors that do not recommend those power vents. Uh, I'll go ahead and let the pros go. Yeah, I, I don't like them. Uh, um, I don't. I don't think they're efficient. Um, they, the, you, you just proved the point. Your roof probably does not need to be replaced, but the power attic vent does. So uh, they have a life expectancy of four or five years. They actually vent, you know, two, three, four hundred square feet of attic space. Um, they're just not efficient. So would you recommend? Well, they may be functional though, because uh, a number of years ago, uh, I thought I needed to replace. A uh, hot water heater because I couldn't get it to stay on. The plumber went up there and actually did me a solid and said, "Your your water heater's fine. Your your light keeps going out because it's so hot up here and the O2, you know, level is not enough. So right, right. It has some functionality whether it's truly effective or not. Right. Well, Understand. no, no. Yeah, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. They work. Okay. Uh, a, a five horsepower motor works, but not as well as a ten horsepower. So, my 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 deal: every house I build, every new roof we put on, I recommend going to a continuous ridge vent. It vents sure. the entire attic. There's no moving parts. It wears out at the exact same time your roof wears out. So what if you if you're uh, retrofitting something, Jeff, and you can't replace the roof? Where do you go? You Thank do Whirly Bird. Well, no, there's no reason you can still cut in a continuous ridge vent. You don't have to replace the entire roof to do that. You can add the continuous ridge vent. Now you don't want you do not want both. More is not better. 
well, if you're I... going to go continuous ridge vent, disconnect your power ventilator. That's option. That's the least of my recommendations. What I really want you to do is take that power ventilator or that whirly bird out of there, seal up the hole, put some new shingles on it, cut in a new continuous ridge vent. That's the that's the ultimate. Right. So the the B option would be to replace with a another power thing or a whirly bird. Yes. And yes. which would you go with, a whirly bird or a power thing? I would do the power. Okay. My I'm, last I'm, my last resort is the is the whirly bird. Okay, Pam. Any thought? Any ideas? Well, you know, I'm with Jeff. I hate those uh, motors. The motorized fans for the same reason he's got i i tell folks just to take it out and put in a uh, a whirly bird if that's what you've got for right now and you could you probably need to add another one just to have that uh somewhere else you, you'd pay about the same to have another turbine put up there so you'd have two whirly birds versus the one thermostatic and then during our next hailstorm, which we're due Okay. And you get an insurance claim, just make sure you have that continuous ridge vent put in. Because I, I think that's the cat's meow. That's the easiest thing. And, and Jeff's yeah. exactly right. It wears out when the roof wears out. Right. All I right. agree with you. I like that. It's just I'm going to be the, the parts, uh, uh, the, the, the replacement, so I can kind of cap the cost at about 60 bucks. Right. Well, uh, I tell you what, if, you, if you're going to do this yourself, uh Make sure to have a friend. You're going on a roof, and tie yourself off somewhere. Well, I can actually do it underneath. I can do it from the inside. Yeah, he's coming up. Yeah, you're probably building a ladder up to it, coming in on the inside, which is fine. I mean, yeah, Yeah. you could do it yourself. Luckily, it's 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 about it's about eye height, so it's just getting the motor out of the brackets and and the fan off the off the shaft. Yeah. Yeah. See, he's he's just he's going to leave all the hardware there. And just replace the motor. Nice. Okay, I get it now. All right. All right, Bert. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I hope you have a good day. I hope that project works out for you. Um, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still time. You still got time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Remember to download the podcast each, uh, each week, and uh, let's keep that going. 877-MPB-RING. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. All right, let's keep going. We've got folks on the phone. Catherine, uh, Rob's on the line in Jackson, and he's got a thing about the roof vent. What's going on, Rob? Well, my question is, can you do a continuous roof vent on a tile roof? We have an old house with a fully tiled roof, and... We're looking at some way to do some better venting up there. Wow. Uh, boy, that's a wrinkle I didn't think of. Uh, Jeff, you want to give it a whirl? Well, the not only really. Way 
do that on a tile roof is if the tile manufacturer manufactures a continuous ridge vent that that works with that roof um so obviously i can't answer that um is it it like the red clay kind of tile thing it is yes okay Right. Um, I'm certain somebody's made something for that sort of roof at this point. There's so many of them out there. Maybe not this part of the country, but to be to be honest, I cannot answer that. I wish I could. Pam, yeah, I think you want to best him? Um, that's a specialized roof, and you really need to find a specialized um, contractor. So if, if I were in your situation, I would really do some research online about how to vent those. The thing that I've seen with these old tile roofs is they've, they've got to be, the, the structure has to be totally different because it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and also they're reflective so much better. So I don't think... I don't know this for sure, but it would make sense to me that it doesn't get quite as hot. But I would certainly, um, probably looking out in the um, in the southwest is probably where they use them a lot, right? And kind of see what they're doing over there. But I'm I'm with Jeff. I don't have any experience on something that so specializes that, and especially I heard you say that it was old, and so you got to be careful. Oh, yeah, Whenever you've got roof. something that's old, and it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, you add something new to something that's old, then the, the combination may not be so good. Right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, uh, Rob, I wish we had a better answer for you outside of Google it. but um, That's okay. I appreciate the help. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> as best as we could. <laughs> Have All a great right. day, a Rob. Great day. You too. Let's keep going. Catherine's on the line in Rankin County. What's going on, Catherine? Well, I'm just asking about the same question. I want to do, I have a 17-year-old house unit. I can't afford to do the inside and outside, but could I put the outside unit in this year and then replace the inside floor and all that stuff next so can you replace uh, the two, the outside unit and the inside unit at different times is your right. question. My husband said, this, this is so on air conditioning. No. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You can only do it if the systems match the type of refrigerant. So if you've got an older system that uses the old refrigerant, you can't put another different system on the inside. That's a good answer. That's what I thought. Right. Are you replacing the unit altogether? Right. It's 17 years old. It seems a bit warmer in the summer now. Right. It really needs to all be replaced. Okay, uh, you're just trying to to stop the uh, the I'm cost all at once. once. Right, right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a, a tip here. If you can survive the summer, what? If you can survive <laughs> the summer and get to the winter, you will get better work. Because right. right now, the people who are installing these systems are running as fast as they can to get to all the crisis. So if you could wait and do some research, because the biggest mistake I see people make is they want it done today. Right. (laughs) Right. No, no. You'll you'll pay more. 
and you won't get as good work. But if you can wait until the winter when these installers are sitting in the warehouse smoking cigarettes and playing cards, right? you'll right. get better work. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. You know what, Pam, that reminds me one time, um, and this was many, many years ago. It was, uh, I think, August. I was recently married. Uh, the, the wife and I had one in the oven. You know, she was she was newly pregnant, and the air conditioner goes out on like August 20th. And of course, you know, it's Mississippi. It's 100,000 degrees outside. And uh you would be surprised at what a person would do on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon to get an air an AC guy over to your house. It's uh, you know, there's almost no amount of money, and they know that, you know. And they know, uh, and they, they know. know. Right. Highs better wins. Right. <laughs> well, folks, it's been a weird show. It's been a strange show, but it's been a good show overall. And I appreciate everybody uh, listening up. And I did want to say again, check out the podcast if you've not done it before. Listen to that. It's uh, it's really neat to hear it, and uh, and it goes by really fast. And you can hear it any time of day, any day of the week. All right, there we go, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.